Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Changes uh, being proposed to social welfare rates would mean people who earn more money could get higher welfare payments if they lose their jobs. The Minister for Social Protection, Heather Humphreys, uh, plans to outline these potential changes in the next month. Uh, The new system would see different welfare payments offered depending on the person's previous income or PRSI uh, contributions. Now, it's also said that there will be a cap on the maximum uh, weekly payments. And we want to ask you whether or not you think this is fair that depending on how much you were earning before you lost your job, uh, that will dictate the rate of uh, welfare payment you receive. Now, as you will recall, uh, during the pandemic, with the pandemic unemployment uh, payment, that was staged and it ranged from uh, 150, sorry, 203 euro a week up to 350 euro a week, depending on how much you had been earning in your job before uh, the pandemic. So, we, we have an understanding of, of a system like this. We want to find out whether or not you think this is a, a fair and reasonable idea. 1800 453 106 is our number. You can text us on 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. Now, um, let me go to uh, Breed O'Brien is the head of policy and media for the Irish National Organisation of the Unemployed. Uh, Breed, good afternoon and welcome to News Talk. Thank you, Adrian. Good afternoon. So, Breed, what do you think of this uh, proposal that is being uh, touted that we would have welfare rates um, in stages, depending on on how much you were earning before you were made or laid off? Okay, in the past, our system was more pay related, and a change was made now a good number of decades back. So, in many ways, we will be returning to the past if this change came about. But it's important to note that in the current job seekers benefit payment, you are only entitled to the maximum payment of 208 if you've earned 300 or more euros. And then the rate is lower. It drops to 162.90 if you've earned between 220 and 300, between 150 and 220, 134, and less than 150, 93.30. So there is that pay-related element at the moment if you've earned under a certain amount. And in the pandemic unemployment payment, initially it was just a flat rate of 350. And then when they realized the crisis was going to go on much longer than anybody originally thought, they then mirrored the existing job seekers benefit payment. Now where the cut off varied a little. Yeah, also when they realized that some people uh, were getting 350 euro and sure their wages before the pandemic was under 200 in some cases. They were making a profit, they were mir- basically. Yes. They, they were, well, they were mirroring the existing job seekers benefit system because it was when that health crisis struck, they realised that the payments that were on offer were inadequate if to, in order to ensure because they really needed people to stay at home. So one of the things that struck us very much from their response to that crisis was the acknowledgement of the inadequacy of existing payments. So what, there is a proposal in Pathways to Work. It's one of the government's strategies around looking at the learning from the pandemic and looking at, in effect, reintroducing a pay-related element for, I suppose, people earning over €300. Euros. Because it was a lot of people, people get quite a, a land when they lose their work, their job, particularly if maybe they've been earning better money. 
But the other change that happened in the previous crisis was duration. People could be on job seekers benefit for up to 15 months if they'd worked for more than five years or up to 12 months if they'd worked for less. That duration is now nine and six months respectively. And that can, for some people, that can be a challenge because if maybe somebody's worked in the same area for many years, trying to refine your feet, maybe retrain, find alternative employment, that can take time. And not everybody makes the transition from job seekers benefit. The okay, so, so this idea of a of, of, of tiered rates for uh, yeah. people who have lost their job, you are in support of? Well, it's basically, it's around, it's like we already have a tiered, but it's around improve, making sure that people who were on higher earnings also, that it actually reflects more the earnings that people have. So that it, 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 it basically helps people manage and what I think the key learning from the pandemic was, if people are supported financially, it helps them get back to work quicker. I think that's one of what's very striking about the pandemic was as an, as an astonishing number of people ended up on that payment at, at one point in time. We had over 600,000 people on it at one stage. And, the you know, overwhelming majority of people went back to work. Some people went back into different work, used their, the time to, 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 you know, to look at their options and went, went elsewhere. So that kind of financial support for people is really critical. But then they also need to address the issue of inadequacy that is there across social welfare payments overall because social welfare payments are inadequate to help people manage. Okay, um, a couple of messages coming in on this already on 53106. Uh, I'll read out this one first. Should we not be asking how it will be funded? I bet they'll increase tax for high earners who are statistically less likely to lose their jobs. So effectively, it's just a tax grab aimed squarely at high earners. So with that in mind, if you uh, told higher earners they have to pay X percent more tax every year so they can have uh, an extra 100 to 200 euro a week, if... And only if they lose their job, I'd expect 99% of them would say, no, thank you. Uh, Higher earners pay enough tax already. Why don't we reform the benefits and take away from uh, higher earners and on the lower end add a small token tax so that everyone is contributing and only extracting when they really uh, need it? There's somebody clearly not in favour of uh, such a proposal. Let me go to... um, John Barry is on the line. Uh, John, you're the MD of MSS, the HR people. What do you think of this idea uh, for tiered social welfare rates, depending on what you were earning before you lost your job? Afternoon, Adrian. Um, Well, look, I think the clue is in the name, pay-related social insurance. And as was already pointed out, it was linked to people's earnings. And the purpose of benefit, unemployment benefit, is if someone does lose a job, but they have some sort of minimum platform which they can get for a certain period of time to try and help them through what might be a crisis in their life because they've lost lost a job. Um, <clears throat> so therefore, there, there's a reason for having this pay-related benefit, uh, and it would seem to me to be only reasonable that, in fact, if you, do our, if you are paying more into your insurance contribution, which what it is, it's insurance policy, in fact, the return you get should be greater than someone who's paying less. Um, and it's interesting, one of your comments was, is, is, it's unlikely that the higher paid people uh, are like, less likely to use it than, than the lower paid. But you're talking of a lot of te- uh, IT people who may well be looking at unemployment benefit over the next few months. 
so it doesn't, it's not an exclusive domain to low paid people. It is to high paid people. And realistically, if, if someone has been on a high salary and has to make a drop to basic salary, the drop is, is huge for them. And, and a lesser drop would be better, better for them and give them a chance to get back on their feet. So, you know, I think it is a good idea, but it is looked at. And uh, people uh, maybe do get a benefit from the fact they're contributing more through their PSI uh, in return for that contribution. Okay, so you think it is not unreasonable because a message just came in from Claire in Wicklow and she says, this is the well-heeled looking after the well-heeled. No surprise there. Well, at the moment, the well-heeled are looking after everybody. Uh, the hard-pressed middle middle rank caste people who are making the you know earning the money they are the people carrying the biggest uh, tax uh, load at the moment um, and that hasn't uh, been reasonably redistributed um, and those who are on below a certain level of income don't make any contribution uh, to towards uh, these, these 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 insurances so I mean there needs to be a look at it and it needs to be an equal spread I mean. No one who earns a lot of money has an objection paying more PRSI, but they, they would be reasonable for them to say, if I need it, and it is a big if, if I need it, that I get a re- something back which reflects my contribution. So I, I, I don't think that person is correct, you know. Okay, so you you think this is a reasonable um, proposal? Uh, now I I'm, I'm interested to see that uh, this was being discussed long before we saw people in the uh, IT business, uh, like Twitter, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, very unfortunately, um, m- members of staff with Meta, which is Facebook and WhatsApp, uh, only today finding out that over three hundred of them here in Ireland are most likely losing their jobs today. This was being talked about long before those. Uh, redundancies were uh, being put into play but you you still believe that it is reasonable to support somebody who may be on a, a very reason a very decent wage uh, with extra social welfare yeah it gives yeah i think they should be they should probably deserve because their contributions are greater they should deserve maybe to get something slightly higher than someone whose contributions are significantly less my only concern would be and you've got again you've had some queries on this about how is it going to be funded and my only concern, because I rep- would be involved with small businesses and a small business myself, is I do not want to see government putting more cost on small business to do this. Uh, so they've got to do it within their own resources. That's the key point. Because small well, businesses everywhere, particularly small businesses, we're getting lumbered with a lot of additional costs, such as the statutory sick pay scheme for the first three days of sickness, which was never, ever paid by the state. That's proposed to be increased as 10 days, and I bet you the state won't pay for the first 10 days of any sickness then, because, and they would have abdicated out of that responsibility, which they had before, when that should be coming from the social insurance fund. That's the reality of it. So companies would be very nervous that they, they might be considered to have to increase their contribution, not the employee contribution, but their contribution, which in a lot of cases is 11.5%. Uh, they may have to increase that further, Uh, And that would be not seen as fair. Stay with me for one second, if you can, please, uh, because Gary is on the line in uh, Mayo. Gary, what's uh, your situation? Hi, Adrian. Um, Yeah, very interesting debate. I just recently got a cancer diagnosis and through no fault of my own, I just have to stop work and I'll be off for the guts of six months. And it's a huge drop in income. And uh, I understand you you work in a commission-related sales job, so... Retail sales, yeah. So the, the 
majority of the salary is uh, commission based. So, and okay, so you so you were you were earning okay money until you had to stop work uh, to deal with your health to look after your yes, health. Exactly. Um, yeah. And uh, in terms of a drop, how significant of a drop? Because I assume you're not on a job seekers allowance because. You just have no, to step away from work, so it's it's disability yeah. disability benefit, it's illness, it? illness benefit, illness yeah. benefit, yeah. And I don't even know what I'm entitled to just yet because I'm still waiting for the first payment to come through because I'm actually only starting treatment tomorrow. Oh right, okay. But it'd be it'd be about a third, at least a third, at least a of third what my of normal of, weekly uh, would be right. Okay, so you're dreading you you don't know how you're going to survive now uh, come next week. Well, it's it's certainly putting extra pressure on me, yeah, because you know have to deal with the, the health issue. But then also have to deal with the fact that the income is going to drop by at least a third. And I understand uh, on top of all of that, that you also won't be entitled to a medical card because, thankfully, your condition isn't terminal. Well, exactly. I was told, I was kind of shocked to hear that. But no, you don't get an automatic medical card until you're diagnosed as terminally ill, which is crazy. So I have to pay. Now, fair enough, I can get the, the drugs payment scheme, which will put a cap on what mm. I have to pay for the drugs. But yeah, it's going to be an extra cost. Look, I, I wish you well, uh, Gary. That's awful to hear. It really is. Um, and I keep my fingers crossed for you that uh, your treatment goes well and you're back to work sooner rather than later. Yes. Well, hopefully, yes. Six months. Okay. Well, fingers crossed. Um, Colm, thanks very much indeed, Gary. Colm is on the line in uh, Athlone in County Westmeath. Uh, Colm, why did you get in touch? Um, well, I was, I was working there a couple of years. I was laid off from, from, me, from me workplace in uh, 2007. Now, I'm working since, and I was working in different other factories since. But uh, when I was working there, I was bringing home about two and a half, was about 2,300 a week. Now, it was only a normal, a normal uh, steel steel factory operator, like it was 19 peak or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I was laid off in 2007, I think. Yeah, 2007. And I went from 2,300 a week down to 157 a week. And I had, I had a mortgage at the time. And now the wife is still working, thank God. And uh, believe me, it was it was a fair struggle now, let me tell you. That's what I was about to ask you. How did you how did you get through that? Yes, it was a fair struggle now, I'll tell you that. But um, look... So obviously we're talking about whether or not uh, we should introduce a tiered system of social welfare rates, just like we had uh, during the pandemic with the pandemic unemployment payment, which started at 203 and in stages went up to 350. Um, That would have, would that have helped you? You'd still have a a fairly major drop. Yeah, it would have helped, yeah. Uh, I think something something like that should be in place, like, the more you earn, the more you know. What I mean, if you're if you're made redundant or lose your job or whatever, that you know. What I mean, it, it should be based on what you pay. You know. What I mean, in your you know. What I mean, from your wages, if if you're on the dole, you should get a higher premium than you know. What I mean, mm. you already Joe up or whatever, like you know. Okay, so you, you 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 it certainly would have helped you to cope well, with that is, with yeah. that massive yeah. drop in income. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Okay, stay there for a second, Colin, because uh, this message came in and it says, in Belgium we have this system in place. What happens, though, is people try to stay on it 
because why go to work for 1500 euro when they can keep getting 1200 euro for doing nothing dave is on the line in uh, tipperary dave um, staggered uh, welfare rates do you support that idea yeah of course definitely i mean you know you're working your pain into the system and if you fall on hard times why shouldn't you be able to access it um, because it's, uh, you know, it, it, somebody who mightn't be on as much money is still entitled to a support. Yeah, they're and entitled why, to support. Why, why should be he be fair. entitled, he or she be entitled to less of a support? Yeah, but like it's based on your contributions into the system. I mean, the entire social welfare system at the moment isn't fit for task. Like I, I'm in a very dire position at the moment. I'm trying to access... Um, Care's benefit for my partner. She was recently diagnosed with a very aggressive and advanced form of breast cancer. And every hoop I jump through seems to have a brick wall behind it. I've been told it's based off my PRSI contributions that I've 18 years unbroken worth. And yet I'm still might be turned down for it. Again, I'm uh, terribly sorry to hear that as well, Dave. Um, and so you want... To, do you want to st- stop work to care for your wife? I have to, Adrian. I, I have to leave work. I'm leaving work at the end of the month. I mean, she's at home. I need to constantly monitor her. If she gets any bit sick at all, she's going straight to the hospital. I have to give her pain medication all the time. She hasn't been able to, to lift our baby in two weeks. We have a nine-month-old child at home. I'm I'm just dependent on the kindness of friends to, to keep an eye on why, why I can do a few days' work here and there. I can't depend on that for the next 12 months, which is going to be the length of her treatment plan. And what are you saying? That uh, that you, uh, because of you, what, what you paid in in PRSI, you're not entitled to carers' so, allowance? So there's two different types. You have carers' allowance and carers' benefit. Carers' allowance would be the one where you're doing long-term care or whatever. And then carers' benefit is where you're taking a break from work for maybe 12 months to possibly two years. But that one's based off your PRSI contributions. And... Even at that, you're waiting eight to ten weeks for, um, say, for a decision on it, whether or not you get it. But from what I've been talking to people from the Department of Social Protection, because some people work while they get treatment for cancer nowadays, it's set a precedent, and they're not too inclined to give it out nowadays. And I even mentioned the fact that we have a nine-month-old baby at home who needs to be looked after, and they said he doesn't even factor into the equation. Wow. So so the the, the, the social welfare system in this country... It's too rigid. The brush strokes are too broad. And, you know, you have people in situations like I'm not the only one like this. There's many other people out there like me. And, you know, the system doesn't accommodate us where we've worked like, you know, through recession. We worked through COVID. We've paid into the system. You know, we've we've paid our PRSI. But when we try to access it, then there's there's roadblocks in place. And even if I do get this, when I return back to work, whatever I get paid from social welfare, I have to pay them 20% of that back. In tax? In tax, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I don't really see, like, the whole system needs to overhaul. I mean, basing a person's social welfare on their previous wage, I think it's just fair. Because if you're someone on a low wage compared to a person who's on a high wage, you live by your means. So the person who's getting maybe, say, 60% of their wage and they're only on 500 quid a week or whatever, they can manage with that. But a person who's on maybe 1,200 euros a week, they can. Mm. And that's obviously the whole idea behind this proposal is to make it uh, an easier cushion for somebody who may have been on a, on a reasonable wage and suddenly finds themselves out of work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we were told in the hospital, for God's sake, that, oh, anyone who gets cancer now is, is entitled to a medical card, which I've, I've recently found out that's untrue. 
No, we just found out that from our previous caller that um, if yeah. you if you're diagnosed with a terminal form of cancer, then uh, yes, you you will. But if it's not terminal, then no. Yeah, yet I know people who are working and have families, and they all have medical cards. So the whole system isn't fit for purpose. They need the whole thing needs to be changed from the top down. Good to talk to you as always, Dave, and I, I wish you um, I wish you well. That's uh, I'm really sorry to hear that uh, about your wife, and I hope she makes a full uh, recovery uh, with your help and support. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, brought to you by Avant Money, weekdays at midday on News Talk.